Welcome back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. My name is Jack Oatway. And I'm Jay Oatway, and uh, this is a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. If you didn't know it already, we are a father-son duo talking about the oddities, you know, faults, you know, criticizing harshly the decisions made by D&D Incorporated. Yeah, which we never do because we love everything they do. It's true. Um, Well, actually, we don't. Look... Uh, if you're part of the D&D fan base out there and that you cr- troll the interwebs uh, at all, you will know that there's people who love what Wizards of the Coast does and people who hate what Wizards of the Coast does and people who are never happy enough with the way that something turned out and others who wouldn't change a single letter of it, that it's never been better. And actually, most of the time, I believe that we are living in the greatest age of Dungeons & Dragons. Because you could change anything. What we're playing right now in 5th edition and the way that we're playing and the way that everybody's sharing how they're playing on the interwebs mm. um, and even the fact that we've got podcasts like this and people talking about yeah, ideas absolutely. and sharing it means that we are all playing better D&D than we've ever played before. And so you can you can be as mean and harsh and critical and salty about stuff as you want. But, but the, you know what my solution is? Change it. Yeah, look, it's everything is so fix, fixable too, and and this is what maybe we're here for. Maybe you're thinking, I'm kind of new. I'm not sure how to fix things. I don't know what I want to change or whether I'm, if I change it, I'm going to make it overpowered. I promise you, if you do change it, you probably are going to make it overpowered. Yeah, and then we, you work from there. Yeah, you move and, back and talk with and, DMs. And, and, and we work. actually have this sort of really good relationship between the two of us, where mm-hmm. we we pitch ideas to each other all the time, and have been doing so for a, years now. That we've gone from always pitching stuff that's like broken <laughs> overpowered and probably not a good idea to now being commit with very clever sensible subtle changes now we've done this with other well this week we're going to do one of those ones where we try to fix yeah. a so-called broken subclass although how broken it really is i don't know sure. um we're going to try and improve it, is what we're we, trying to do, in our I own think, estimation. I, I actually don't something. know what you've changed it to, and neither do you know no. how I've changed and so, it. And so you, our listening uh, super fans who we love, um, are going to get to hear a little bit of our thought process going back and forth as we pitch ideas to each other today mm. on how to fix the Purple Dragon Knight. We've addressed this in our, our tier list video, I believe. Sure. And as an F tier or D tier, just very low poor subclass that none of us have ever really built or tried to play and and actually having a look at it some more now i actually do want to make him play it i just want to change a couple little things i've and actually changed a lot of it if you if you talk to your dungeon master uh and if they're you know a a sort of wise dm they probably go for some of these changes they're not mine hmm. aren't crazy mine are i've simple. made mine very complicated now this oh. is a very complicated oh, subclass now. crazy um so we've done if you're looking for more of these as well, we have done this with uh, rangers in the past. We've done it mm, uh, recently with the sorcerer yeah. as well. I don't know if um, we've talked about ranger in the in our on this podcast, I but re- actually record it. I don't know. Uh, we have talked about ranger many times uh, mm, after how to least. try and fix it, and we're not alone. The interweb does talk about a lot of these and purple dragon knight. Which, first of all, if you were to change one thing, 
would be the name. The name, absolutely. Because I mean, not all of us are fans of purple to start with. Sure. Well, so not I, even that. I, I mean, hear the word purple, purple and I'm like, eh, it's not my color. What? What? That's not even a thing. That's not even a thing. What's a purple dragon? There's no. Yeah. What's thing. a purple dragon? And and to be honest, that that whole thing is kind of. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a while. It's not the first edition this has showed up in. You're talking about a very so sick been, red dragon. So if you've been playing D and D for a while, you'd be like, oh, well, that's the specific order of the Cormirian knighthood, and I'd be like, okay, whatever, nerd. Um, Let's instead just back this up a little bit to use its generic name. And it actually says the generic name, which it just should. It just, it we should just, just go with this, this to start with. Just call it this. Call it Banneret. It's and, the Banneret. And when it was first, I think when um, this one was first pitched in um, UA, they just called it Knight. But obviously, we've got a lot of Knights. We've got Echo Knights now. We have Eldritch Knights. So just Knight Knight. Oh, and we've got Rune Knights. Eh. So there's a lot of Knights in the fighter class. The thing is, a lot of the things that this, I think, originally was, the Cavalier went and became better at. Yeah. Um, and so this one kind of got a little squishy and lost a little bit. So maybe first backing up, what's the point of this, of of a doing a knight class? Sure. A class of knights, but not just any old knight. The word banneret's important. We went and, and looked it up you know? on yeah. Wikipedia. Um, they're like super knights. They were like knights that had a higher um, knighthood. Yeah. So there was different knighthoods. There's like a knighthood um, bachelor and a knighthood banneret. And the banneret one had like a square banner and they had, could have like more troops under them. And they were closer to being like an earl or a duke um, mm. than they were a knight. So the knights often were just common people who got like the next sort of, you know, slightly... Right more noble title attached to them. Um, then the banneret was like sort of one more above that before you would actually be given a non-hereditary um, title. So things like dukes and earls are just, are, were handed yeah, out, but you sure, couldn't right. pass it on to your kids, so to speak. Mm. Um, and you couldn't pass knighthoods on and things that way. So this one, like, so we're talking about a class here that's supposed to be like really awesome knight. These are like elite knights. Absolutely. Which actually would even be a better name for it, frankly. Elite knight, sure. I mean, or the word you put, as soon as you put elite in there, I'm like, oh, I, I'm in that. I'm, a, I'm an elite player for sure. I'll play an elite <laughs> knight. That's, that's me. Well, we, um, I think we've both decided to now call it the banneret. You yeah, could also so, call it a warlord or so any we're, idea we're, like yeah, that. Yeah, we're calling it banneret since that seems to be the, there's the some historic, book. like really interesting medieval history around that and stuff as well. So we're kind of going with that. Yeah. Um, I've combined some other existing features which is always a good guide stone but mm. i think before we get into well let's read what, out the changes we yeah. made what the actual purple what, knight what is the sort of basic um subclass features are sure and the idea behind it it's essentially the idea removing the whole context of cormir it's their like they pledge to protect the crown or any sort of allegiance they have they take fight against evil beyond their kingdom's borders they tasked with wandering uh, land as knights errant relying on their judgment bravery and fidelity to the code of chivalry to guide them in defeating evildoers uh, they inspire greatness in others which i think is quite that's important key. that's key, key. um and th this is more fun the presence of a knight in a hamlet is enough to cause some orcs and bandits to seek easier prey which kind of orcist but yeah. hey whatever yeah why, why are the orcs and the bandits together? What the heck? Why doesn't it say kobolds? Because everybody knows the kobolds would definitely stay away. <laughs> a lone knight is a skilled... Well, you don't need a, a, a presence of a knight to scare off a kobold. Oh, see, now sure. who's being koboldist? Look, 
kobolds I love don't kobolds. have to be any. I like love that. kobolds. They are, brave, they, are, they are brave kobolds these days. <laughs> Absolutely. A lone knight is a skilled warrior, but a knight leading a band of armies can transform even the most poorly equipped militia into a ferocious war band. And I think this is key here, right? So mm-hmm. this is about really, this is, in my understand, looking at this now, mm-hmm. I'm seeing this as a helper. Support. I'm seeing yeah. this as yeah. a very support-based class. It's a support class. class. So I'm going to be giving it things that helps other players more mm. than just helping itself. Absolutely. And I imagine it very knightly, very classic medieval armored. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but that's how I picture it. Uh, yeah. And I want to give players the full tool set. Well, and to building on some of the things that are in it as well, I'm going to be looking at this one. Most of the time when you're building a fighter, you're looking at a strength constitution build. Yeah. Or dexterity um, constitution. Yeah, potentially as well. Uh, either way you want to go with this. But I'm thinking for the third stat on this is going to be charisma, right? I was actually thinking the exact same thing. Because, like, this is a leadership role. Mm. You want to play, if you want to play sort of a leader in your party, um, maybe without being a paladin or something super holy, um, sort of, but taking still a knightly sort of presence to it, the, I think charisma in this one is, it doesn't have to be a huge stat. Like, if you get a 12 in it, even, it'd be fine. Um, because we're going to help you out with some proficiency bonus and expertise and things along yeah, the way. Yeah, yes. I have actually, maybe we've done very similar things. I'm sure I've diverted slightly, but let's quickly go over the features, not getting too in-depth. Essentially, all you get at, when you pick this up is that when you use your second wind, which, again, reminder, is a once per short or long rest, we may you talk can about heal other people. Second. What? Right, well, we'll, we'll talk about right, the changes, okay. but for now, let's talk about what the features are. Currently, you get Rallying Cry at third level, which when you second wind, you can heal a bunch of friends nearby for a tiny amount. It's just, it's, it really is a tiny amount. Um, then Royal uh, Envoy, which is, comes at seventh level, so it's literally all you get at third level is just that Rallying Cry. Seventh level, you gain proficiency with persuasion, uh, and if you're already proficient, you get one other of your choice, but it's from a very short list. You actually and get expertise. You, get, you do with, get expertise with persuasion. Yeah. Um, at uh, tenth level... You can use action surge to allow others to expend reactions to make attacks, which to me feels almost there. But again, maybe a little too little too late. Again, a bit of a problem when you only have Have one action action surge. surge. I mean, eventually you'll get two very soon, but still. This is like a once per long rest feature, essentially. Uh, Then 15th level, you when you ever use your indomitable. So this is literally just taking every single fighter feature and just giving it to other people. That's the whole kind of what this writing implies with a little bit more social stuff. When you decide to use Indomitable to re-roll an Intelligence, Wisdom, or Charisma, so again, cuts off half of the main saves in the game, makes them all mostly spell or effect-based, and provided you aren't incapacitated, so there's another caveat there, which I think is fair, you can choose one ally within 60 feet of you that also failed against the same effect. If that creature can see or hear you, another caveat, it can re-roll the saving throw. So all of that for a re-roll against intelligence, wisdom, or charisma save. Cool, but that's literally the last feature you get. And in 18th level, your uh, inspiring surge gets a little bit better where you can help two allies, but again, very underwhelming. Most of these features only work once per long rest, feel very lackluster to me, um, and almost feel like like they're just trying to find their footing. Like I see a lot of Royal Envoy in Samurai and some of these other things in Battlemaster as well to a point where this all kind of feels like, why would I ever play this? Yeah. You know? So, we've both taken 
the responsibility as I see fit because I see no one fixing this subclass. All right. What do you do at third level? What's your plan for rallying cry? Are you dumping it? Are you calling it something else? Are I've you actually adding, made rewriting it? It's at third three third level. You pick up three features now. Oh gosh. Very similar to the Cavalier or other fighter subclasses, which give you multiple things. Yep. You pick up a few different things. First thing is born to the saddle. Literally copycat from Cavalier. You can chop this out. I just want to be riding a horsey. And I want to be very good at riding a horsey. So I'm going to do that. All right. Everything else is different from Cavalier. This is the one thing that is shared with Cavalier. Third level also, you get Master of Tactics. Literally the same as Rogue. Uh, actually, I think it is exactly the same as Rogue, where you can use the help ac uh, action as a bonus action, and the creature you're helping can be within 30 feet of you rather than just 5 feet of you. It essentially makes your help way better, which feels like it makes perfect sense to me if you're a commander helping other people attack that you'd be giving them advantage, which is what the help action does. And this is already precedent in the game, so I find maybe not too overpowered. Again, it probably is, but we can workshop it in a moment. That's a, tim I, a big tip I would give if you're homebrewing is to look at things that already exist. Yeah. And then be like, okay, well, if this exists here and it's not too powerful, well, that's, it's probably I mean, not too I was powerful. Sort of looking at the same thing. Over here, I was sort of you know? like, oh, hey, Battlemaster gains a superiority die at seventh, tenth, and fifteenth, upping their their powers. Right. Why doesn't this banneret be scaling, having the same sure. sort of scaling at seven, ten, and fifteen? Like it's missing that sort of upping sure well not every subclass has a scaling I know, but, but again i'm here. for me that was how i was looking back at it. it's kind of thinking we need to have this vibe that as we're moving through this each at each sure. of these intervals we're just getting really good we're getting better at what we were doing before right i i take a slightly different approach where i just improve previous features and add a little bit more yeah but this is all before we get to the bread and butter or at least what i wanted to rework Rallying Cry into, which is Rallying Ensign, which kind of makes it a little bit of a different sort of right. thing. And kind of introduces the idea of a banner actually into the subclass. So when you choose this archetype at third level, your knightly presence takes the form of an ensign representing your ideals and allegiances, inspiring yourself and nearby allies in, uh, allies in combat. You determine the shape and appearance of your ensign, which can be altered or replaced whenever you finish a long rest. So if you lose it, you can just make another one. It doesn't really matter, right? The idea is that you've got this banner with whatever you design you yeah, want. Yeah, and on. actually that it doesn't even have to be a enough, banner. I think that was in the UA. I for kid you what? not. For this. For Purple Dragon? Well, there's yeah. a UA for Purple Dragon? Knight? I believe so, yeah. I have never seen that. Uh, I think it's just called The Knight. It was back there. It's, um, right. Is it I did a little Googling of things. Um, it had a thing where, yeah, you had a, actually had a banner, which then in my mind thinks, I need a squire to hold that for me. Um, well, I, I imagine you could hold it on your back. I would or imagine whatever, you take the knight background and you end up with three, uh, three oh, hirelings. Yeah? Well, this could actually be very cool to combine um, with that. If background, you're doing that. I think if you have to carry a banner around, an actual banner, and maybe this is for a type of game where you're actually playing like knights on a field or something. Anyways, um, yeah, if you're going that route, you're going to mm. need people to hold that banner for you. I know D&D is one of these things that's like, oh, I've just had this lance, this 10-foot lance tucked in my backpack the whole time. But honestly, I, I'm, eh, I don't, I just like sort of a lot of big clunky things sticking out of characters, big banners included. Um, not my sort of favorite vibe, not my jam on that, but I, I get where yeah. you're coming from it. And you giving the banner powers the is an interesting thing. And so if you lose the, it or yeah. whatever, you can use 
uh, some sort of skill proficiency to like produce it again on a well, long rest. Well, it doesn't even need to make a check. You just make one automatically whenever on you finish your long a long rest. rest. Yeah, if it's a, a feature that you need to use stuff, then I just say you get which it back again, for free. Which again, I think is kind of funny. Like you've pieced one together by like tearing up bits of like fabric of and, like yeah. something like the, a cape off of like, the the thief and sure. a, <laughs> a little bit of something off the cleric, and everybody's got like chipped in like some fabric, <laughs> some material somewhere, and uh, ta da, we've got a new banner. The ensign can be held on your back or in one or both hands. That way you can go hands-free with it and go full sword and shield, great sword, long bow, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I mean, still have the banner It's a very literal banner out of this, but just okay. Literally I banner. Again, it, the ensign takes any shape or form, provided other people can see it, is the idea. Okay, okay. It's just so that people can see you. No, no, I get it. I get it. And I've made it pretty much as vague as possible where you determine the shape and appearance of the ensign. It doesn't even need to be made of fabric. Sure. I mean, I, I suppose it would take some imagination to get it into something... It could for all. It could be like a little floating neon magic sign, you know, whatever you mm. want it to be. As long as it's something that doesn't, it, it just can be held on your back or in one or both hands, and inspires your allies that you can replace every short or long rest. Is all the right. idea. Okay. What it actually does for you is whenever you roll for initiative, you can grant any allies that can see your ensign, uh, so the whole party, a number of temporary hit points equal to your charisma modifier plus your fighter level, minimum of three. So a temporary hit point boost. So it gives everyone temporary hit points whenever right. you roll for initiative. And, and I, I, I don't I don't like dislike this idea. For me, I, I'll talk about my future separately, but the my biggest, simplest change to, to what you've got there and to what I've got is that it's not about my banner, as the knight, it's about my leadership. So as long as they can see me, they get the bonuses. Sure. I mean, it's so the banner. The banner. Your ensign is pretty much on you. So if right. they can see you, they can probably see your banner. Is All the right. idea. I mean, I would. I, I. I just think that the banner sticking up and out is a bit different. I mean, maybe. Maybe again. Maybe it can just be a symbol on your shield or on your armor. But then or, uh, the idea that you could be facing be a, away and they can't see it or yeah, whatever, I mean, well, it gets tricky. We're not but, getting that detailed into facing. I mean, again, sure. I still again, think it's... your ensign can be literally mounted on your shield. Why not? Could maybe, be, I guess. Um, I, I really think that it has... This gets more flexible if we take the banner out of the question. Well, I, I, well who said it was a banner? I'm just saying it's an ensign. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, while the creature has this temporary hit points, it has advantage on saving throws against being frightened and gains the benefit of your fighting style. Pick one if you know multiple fighting styles. Huh. A creature already benefiting from the granted fighting style cannot benefit from it again. So if you have a paladin in your party who sure, already sure. has great weapon master, they can't get great weapon master twice in a row. Or like stack up on the defense fighting style or archery fighting style, whatever. Yeah, so I that mean, way you took, we don't this destroy would, this bounded one, accuracy. This obviously makes most sense if you take uh, if you take defense. Absolutely. And everybody gets a buff to their AC. It's pretty big now. We've got a yeah. buff to, to no, no, temporary hit fighting points. Styles as well. We've got buff to temporary hit point. And we've got a, a lift, ten uh, percent lift on AC. You just with that feat alone at third level have made your whole party into tanks. You you've given basically everyone in the party who a, a bunch of temporary hit points. Well, it'll get to a bunch at higher levels. Right now, it's charisma mod plus fighter level. So hopefully around five or yeah, six it's at one, low levels. It's one, it's one good hit at this level. Yeah. But while at the very first turn, everyone has their plus one to AC and or that extra attack that's now better with archery or isn't, dueling isn't or whatever, right? Defense plus two to AC? Is it's plus one to AC if plus you're one. wearing armor. Ah. So your monk ah. may not love this. but Oh, yeah. Or your barbarian yeah, or but, your wizard, possibly. Sure. Yeah. But still, keep in mind maybe even what fighting style you're picking. It's to make everyone else in the party a little bit cooler as well. Right. Um, also, advantage on saves against being frightened. Makes sense. You're going raw into battle. Then someone casts fear. 
you know, like wow, one turn or before you, you know, while you have those temporary hit points. At higher levels, this could get theoretically to 26, and I'll talk about why it's 26 and not 25 in a moment, but or at least not maybe a little further down the road. But I'd love to hear what your feature at third level is. All right, so I'm not adding as many. I am adding one thing. Right. But one thing that won't actually scale that much. But it's and it's a um a once per it is it is purely a once per short rest maybe even once per long rest sort of uh thing which i'm actually stealing from hobgoblins um from the oh, saving face type thing well no from the actual monsters oh, hobgoblin captains and hobgoblin warlords have an ability called leadership uh which is pretty simple um for one minute uh in our case, the the banner banneret can utter command, special command or warning, a rally cry, so to speak, um, that allows all of your allies within thirty feet to add basically add a d four to attack rolls and saving throws. So it's like a bless, essentially. Essentially, uh, and I think it's a once that one seems to me like once per long rest. A lot. I do it once for short rest. D four. He's getting sucks. some other stuff. He's getting some other stuff. Well, no, actually, D four to attack rolls and saving throws for your entire party. Pretty good. Well, I, I, D four. Whatever. I think it's. Uh, I'd rather cast bless. Maybe you I can, can cast bless your, a bunch of times for long rest. But you're not, not as a fighter. You can't. Oh, I mean, paladins can. Yeah. All right. Maybe we in, we might increase that. I'm a little bit hesitant to go too heavy with that. Right. Because you're going to see. Actually, I'm giving him some other interesting sure. things. So, I'm being harsh. Continue. Um, yeah, you. I'm. I'm just trying to keep it under control. A Absolutely. Little bit here. So the second wind is what gives the current rallying cry its power. Well, right? it's the only thing. Um. There's a couple. There's a thing on here that I've sort of toyed with. I wasn't sure. Everybody in the party regains hit points equal to your fighter level, which I guess is Three. is scaling. Not Three great. hit points. I'd like to see that buffed a little bit better. Mm. So I was thinking fighter level plus charisma bonus. Right. It's not still not going to be huge. Might go up a little bit and also encourage you to put some some ASI maybe into your charisma later down the exactly. line. Exactly. Um, so I sort of thought that might be a help that'll build a little bit. And then the other part, I'm not sure whether I should keep or dump. The can see or hear you. Now, obviously, a rallying cry and the charisma, and I don't want this being too magical, but I sort of think, wouldn't it be great if you could get up people who are unconscious with this? But maybe that's too, a step too far. So maybe we leave in the can see and hear you bit. Um, but yeah. Um, but here's, a, here's the... Uh, um, here's the thing that I'm going to do. Um, yeah with this to make it really powerful and we're gonna this is gonna happen here and it's gonna happen again at 7th 10th and 15th and it's gonna make this the coolest fighter class of all time right I'm interested you are going to gain an additional second wind here okay um and potentially, and this may be breaking it, I don't know, an additional action surge. Hmm. Okay. Maybe the additional action surge only comes a little bit later. Right. 10th. Um, 
So the idea is that that because now Maybe. you're running out of second wins pretty quick. But if you if I give you two of them now, and then at seven you've got three of them, and at ten you'll have four, and at fifteenth you'll have five second wins. That's crazy cool. Like that's a lot of second wins that not only are picking your hit points back oh, sorry, up. Third wind, fourth wind, fifth <laughs> wind. wind. Um, that oh, and I don't, the other thing that I drop in here it says you can choose up to three creatures. I would say you can choose up to you can choose any a number of allies within sixty feet of you. Mm. Well, we've actually done very similar ideas. I did dump the three creatures. If you've got a party of six, all six of you, right. and you've got some NPCs with you, hell, you got a whole like army. Okay, obviously, in within sixty feet of you, you can only fit so many of them. But that's a big amount of hit point lift if there's a bunch of you in that space, right? So, so the hit points uh, are healed. It's not just temporary, um, and that's that's your sort of one of your big lift. But I still don't think that's quite enough in terms of what rallying cry can do. Right. Uh, so you're basically just a healer at this point, which. To me, it doesn't sound like you're leading Wait, anybody. What's the so point much. of me being fighter now? You know, exactly. I just want to be. Paladin. But the healing, the healing can be quite good for bringing. It's some true. Other it's a people, bonus action, but bringing some other people up. Um, right. So, so what we can do um, is uh, also and now. This is where I'm going to grant up to three creatures. Um, can now, as a reaction, move up to half their speed. And make an attack. Well, that's actually very similar. I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this. On my Master of Tactics, it's a little bit better because when I sort of say when I take the attack action, I can forgo one of my attacks to allow an ally within 30 feet of me that can see or hear me to make a single attack. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe yours is a little. Different. Maybe it's only maybe it's only one creature at this level, and then again at seven, ten, fifteen, we add in another one. I think that might be a nice way to sort of scale, sort of this up. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's how I've got the idea of this build going. So I imagine you could be on horseback or not. It doesn't really matter. Same with yeah, Cavalier. I didn't, I didn't Born of the Saddle the is, just, is just a... I honestly, I think Born of the Saddle should just be a fighting style, honestly. Giving you better horse mounting, stuff like that. Sure. I don't know why it isn't. Um, like mounted combat or whatever. I mean, I know that's already a feat, but just make Born to the Saddle a fighting style so anyone can be horseback boy, you know, or girl, or them. Uh, Master of Tactics, essentially the way it works is you would use your action to help or sorry, bonus action to take the help action. Yeah. Your action to then allow that person to make the attack with advantage rather than you attacking normally. You know? So yeah. the whole idea is you're riding across the battlefield with your horse and go, strike him helping them and then using your action to actually let them make that strike yeah, all at giving, once on your turn. Or I, I just think even just generally giving Banneret a bonus action help makes so much sense would be i mean it's just cool. ultimately it gives you the, what i've given you now in layman's terms is better horse riding bonus action helping your friends yeah when you I, attack I, you I can let others attack bonus action and, help for the subclass right out mm -hmm. of the gate at third level is pretty awesome and when you enter into the combat you go rah huzzah and everyone gets temporary hit but points yeah i like the idea though like and, a, the rallying the cry lifting right. lifting the hit points mm. of uh i, I to but me it, it doesn't actually mm. see mine's actually a, actually now that i'm thinking about it now that we've sort of talked this through i actually I, i'm gonna go back it doesn't just heal it does not healing you 
it is temporary hit points. I think it is, why is it healing? Is it doesn't sense. make any sense. They are temporary, temporary hit, hit points. Bravery and resistance, yes. resolve, and just and, like just like a, mm. like inspiring leader um, feat does, and things like that. Um, and it's your fighter level plus your charisma, um, which at the lower level is going to help a little mm. bit more. So now you're getting maybe at this point five or six. Um, yeah, and also the fun idea of giving other people your fighting style. I don't know. Kind yeah, of unique. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's lose harder it, but... to sort of play with, and for a lot of characters, it may not have much of an effect. Hey, better than um, no one getting it, right? I know. <laughs> I just thought that on this though, a very universal thing that you could use sure. almost every turn, every time you, again, it's every time you use your second win, and I'm giving you a second one of these just so this is a little bit more useful. Right. Um. So second win for you is also remember a D10 mm-hmm. plus your fighter level plus your fighter of level of your you of actual healing. So that's good for you. And then temporary hit points, you know, another five or six to everybody else around you that you want to give them to, which is a big chunk. Sure. Um, you are like consistent and, throughout the battles, the change you made, and I'm more. And then and then and then one and then one other person, one other character in your party or, or NPC. Um, you can basically at this point allow them to move half their movement and make an attack as a reaction, hmm. which is very similar to something that's coming up a little sure. bit later. I've actually have a very similar feature to that, like you mentioned. Inspiring at surge level. kind of gets you. I've actually you changed do that. it to commanding surge, but we'll talk about that right. when we get to tenth level. All right. So kind of similar We've in similar our approaches. Ideas, but I I'm not sure I'm as hmm. big a fan of lending out your attack style. I like the creativity in it though. <laughs> um, I just don't know. And advantage on saving. I'm just not sure how friend. much in game that is actually going to. Like you're gonna have to. I'm worried that what's well, going to happen is you get to get a little meta about it too. That you're choosing, or... that you're choosing a fighting style. Well, that's what you based think. I mean, that's, all your party, that's what you inspire people to do. I, 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 don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a fun idea. It it's can be kind scrapped. Of, it's kind of an interesting, but I'm not sure. It, it makes it more than just giving people temporary hit points. You know. Yeah. And you've gone the route of letting people attack, but I've chosen to save that one because it's a part of my masters of tactics, and two because it sort of happens in commanding surge as well. Right. It was the idea. Let's move to seventh level though, which yeah. usually is um, what's it? Uh, Royal Envoy, which yep. gives you, like we mentioned, expertise and persuasion. Yeah, and, expertise and persuasion. Choices. If you've already got persuasion, you still get expertise in it, but you, you get, get to, to pick up animal handling, insight, intimidation, performance as an extra uh, mm. skill. I'm also suggesting at this point you get an extra language as well. You know what I did? I should, I took it to the next level. I said in addition to two tools or languages of your choice some settings languages learning actual ones makes no sense and so right. tools is a fun I, alternative i just kind of thought that again if you're depending if you're what, conversing depending or campaign, diplomats by this point in a, by this yeah. point in a campaign if you've been finding yourself suddenly within the i don't know goblin kingdom for some time and you're like you reach this sort of level, you're suddenly like, you know what? It would be really great if the party had Goblin now. I've got Goblin. Very rarely do you find a way to pick up languages mid-game. And I think and it's re- kind very of... very rarely does it ever come up that you need to learn another language. Well, Maybe once I'm, when you I'm, find I've, that tome. I've definitely or... been in campaigns where yeah. I wish that partway through one of us I know many settings, like Curse of Strahd, where picking another language makes no sense at all. You're absolutely right. And so instead, I'm like, you can choose two tools or languages of sure. your choice. That way Maybe you can become many, more diplomat. But pick another one. Sure. I mean, I don't see. I mean, the canny first level feature of new rangers gives them two languages. Sure. Well, it depends how many other know, things you're giving us here as well. I don't know why. We're what else are you giving things. us at seventh? Um, it's the same expertise and persuasion or gain proficiency. If you already have it, pick one other of your choice. It essentially gives you 
what royal envoy is plus two tools and languages of your choice all right um so i i said and instead of the limit on what the other skill can be it's literally any other skill of your choice sure so right so you can pick any other skill if you already know persuasion and uh, a tool and and or a language so i sort of feel like it's an interesting blend um i've sort of mine's about the same and i'd I'd sort of meet you on that one maybe not quite as many um and it's just one tool or language of your choice or two tools. Or I say you gain expertise in persuasion and then can pick, uh, if you've already got persuasion, you can pick your choice of... Any uh, skill. Sure, I said any skill. I think, yeah, any skill, any tool, or any language, or like one, two of, I don't know how to phrase it. Either. But then it's like, if I don't know, I, I should know persuasion I just sort of thinking, already, I'm just know? sort of saying that you can, pick up, you can Otherwise. pick up two things. Sure, that's right? what that's what mine is as well. Um, you get expertise in persuasion. If you do don't have persuasion yet, you gain one other skill of your choice. In addition, or maybe let's just yeah, I mean, you get one tool or language. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably ways to sort of phrase or gain that right, uh, sort of better. But why um, not two? What does two, two tools even mean? It's, yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, two tools. You just become more skillful. So uh, mine's also at this point getting a third, second right. wind. Or mine is not. This um, is all I've got at seven level. And uh, one other thing, because I don't think that I mean proficiency and persuasion is great. You're a good talker and your expertise. Plus, expertise. now you're more charisma focused yeah, as yeah. well. Absolutely, um, plus. which is kind of great. But I, for for combat situations, you've done nothing for a fighter. No, I've already given you plenty as a fighter. Not only do you have half speed to get on horses and bonus action help, and whenever you attack, you can let other people attack as but well. Still, like literally everything that's happened so far has still been don't combat. Think as a as a as this is the knight. only non-combat yeah, as a feature. knight, you're still going to want to be able to fight yourself a bit. And at, to this point, we're a pretty lackluster fighter. I don't know. I don't know that's the point of this subclass. I, I mean, well, if you want to be able to fight yourself, be a champion or a battle Well, no, master. no. I would say I would say no, because you're still a fighter. If you want sure. to be a pure You've talker, great weapon master, if you want to be a pure charisma character, you play a bard. No, I'm not saying we're a pure talker. I'm saying that we're a support fighter. If you want to be a support character, Whenever play a bard. We, no, no, I'm saying we're a support fighter. We have the full heavy armor and martial weapons. We have yeah. all of those. We have our fighting styles. But we don't have, but we uh, most other fighters by this surges. point have been gaining a lot of other bonus sizes to damage and things. Well, and, I would say damage. And we haven't really picked up very much that helps us. Maybe. Well, um, I, I feel that. like. But so my idea, again, is stealing okay. from the Hobgoblin um, and giving you a version of martial advantage. Um, which is once per turn, uh, on one of your attacks, you can add, and I don't know exactly how we scale the damage dice on this, um, but XD6, maybe this goes up, I don't know, um, as you go up in level. Maybe we start at 1D6 with this and we move it up. Um, If you're within uh, or with if the creature that you're attacking is within five feet of an ally it's basically how martial advantage is written uh i, I so you're getting a little bonus damage I, if what, you're fighting alongside can we put that friend. at third level and then keep scaling it again or, why are we scaling it? That's a cool enough feature on its own. Stand alone. Make that your I third level. I sort of level. feel like a seventh level just needed a little something more. Well, the more. seventh level is always third? a non-combat feature third? for every subclass. Is like, really? Champion is just gives you better uh, checks that use dex strength constitution. Battlemaster literally just lets you analyze people's scores. Um, I mean, 
maybe there's a case if I quickly look through here. Seventh level for um, is I things that push people or just allow you to like, jump. I just sort of feel like rune knight is. We haven't done much to give. We haven't done much to give the a shield this knight. This knight a little bit more damage. My idea was simply if you have an ally that's essentially engaged in melee with a creature, you get to do an extra d6 damage once per turn. I think that's a great third level feature. Honestly do. I think it's the I, that's the alternative to my master of tactics is that you when instead of you helping others, they're helping you essentially. I mean, you're still helping others with your rallying cry or ensign or whatever you call it, right? But now you also get some of that help in return because if your friends are nearby i mean it does mean that you're going to have a martial friend otherwise you're kind of in trouble but not in trouble but that you just don't gain the benefit i like that a lot I, it's simple it's not used before i think it's clever i think i would put that at third level honestly because otherwise third level we just get the i mean not just get the but yeah usually seventh level is quite lackluster for fighter it's just something that is a little less combat heavy that gives them something else to do besides just swinging at things with their sword. And plus, well, you've got plenty of stuff to do other than swinging at your sword. I think you'd be surprised at how able we are able to handle, still handle our own yeah. fights. Uh, I, I just know that as many of the other classes are moving up to this point, they are gaining a lot more damage output. A, a rogue, even at this point, the number of D6s they're starting What's to... a rogue? Hmm? Or not a, a rogue? I know, but I'm just comparing, right, you know, your damage output per round here. Your your longsword stops keeping up. I think that's kind of the fighter in general, though, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, but maybe, again, a reason to to find... Well, yes and no. They, they often find ways to add a bit more into the... Usually you get extra attacks and things like that, which I guess we're still getting. Um, and I wasn't going to suggest that we get this with every attack. I was kind of trying to limit it mm. to one of the attacks, um, you know, uh, which actually kind of makes me think of um, like in Rune Knight, when you get like the large size, you get to add an extra D6 once per attack. That's fair. I suppose that's kind of the thing about the Rune Knight, though, that makes them special in a way. Well, one of their features. And plus, make, you also gain the benefits of your thing. Rallying Cry. No? I mean, the way that I've worked it, whenever you roll for initiative, you're getting those temporary points as well. And you get advantage on those uh, saves. Well, I wasn't. I was just, and... you were just, I was just, because I was using it off a second wind. Oh, so right. you were regaining hit points on that. So I that. suppose that there's maybe something to be said in that as well. I mean, of linking those features. There's no reason not to link those features. It just makes it a bonus action where I've taken a direction where it becomes a, you know, a thing that just happens when you roll for initiative. Yeah. That doesn't take up your your any part of your turn in that way because I feel like the real rallying cry comes when you're charging into battle. At least that's how I imagine sure. it. You know, when I, mean, I there can it. be when the, the tide is down, you turn it as you come yeah. on, let's do this. You know, and, yeah. Well, and I sort of had but, that had the kicker on that too that you could use, and I was saying like once per long rest, um, where then not only does everybody get that little temporary hit point lift. But now they're also all getting a D4 to their attacks and saving sure. throws. And what I've done instead is I've given yeah, them sort of advantage that from that, the help action. I was sort of thinking that you'd want to you'd want to sort of have that sort of save for like the big fight, right? Like you hold like on the smaller fights in between short rests and stuff. You're not recovering that because you're not really you're using 
you want to have like a one time once per day like super leadership like this is the big fight everybody gets a d4 now sort of vibe like i think everyone gets the benefits of a first level spell vibe <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm, well, I'm you, just teasing you i mean it, you know an extra and the fact that it can stack with bless is also very nice because yeah. it's very different so theoretically you could have bless and this feature up and suddenly everyone's rolling, suddenly everyone's rolling 2d4 which is like you're right and being inspired by the bard which is at this point probably a d8 but averaging a five on those 2d4s yeah no, never plus, no one plus five yeah, to sure hits Jeez, like your your party's crushing through them on your poor dm is like going to be crying because yeah. everything everything is going to be hitting now this yeah i mean hey who says you have to be a longsword type person as a on like i i wanted this to also be able to be say you're an archer and suddenly you give all your other well, archer range friends i mean that's also my wording when archer, i was sort of trying to think about how the marshal um when I added martial advantage in, right? right. That but you don't have to be within five exactly, feet. Exactly. Someone else does. The, you're, you're basically... But you have to, yeah, you have to hit the creature to get the extra d6 damage, but the creature is within five feet of one of your allies. It's essentially like a mini sneak attack. Kind of like a mini sneak attack, yeah. It literally is a mini sneak attack. Yeah, and I thought maybe you'd scale the d6 on it, but I don't know if that's a thing you need to do either. It, mm. Whether the 1d6 is enough to carry you through the game, or again, whether at at 7th, 10th, and 15th you gain another d6 on it. We've taken very different directions already. I mean, you focusing on upping damage dice and me focusing on well, bonus action help. Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I, oh, I, I want the, this fighter to still feel like an elite knight. Sure. Um, that they were still quite capable. Right. At, at We've been talking about this a lot, and we haven't even gone to 10th level. We're already past right. 40 minutes. Well, nobody ever plays that high anymore. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but say you are, you would gain at 10th level the commanding surge, is what I'm calling it. Yeah. And you are calling it? I'm still calling it inspiring surge. Inspiring I'm just, surge, right. I'm just, uh, and I'm, because I've already pretty much given this feature to at third level, right? Mm. So it basically mm. allows, you know, a creature mm, right. to, and in fact, this one only just says make one melee arranged attack with its reaction. I'm saying it can move up to half its speed and do that. And so by the time you get to this point, you've gained another action, another second wind. And at this point, an additional action surge. But this isn't tied to action surge anymore. So mm -hmm. we just keep the other one going. You get more of them, and now you've got one more action surge on top of that. What I would all, maybe do, I, I was thinking at 10th level, if I were to replace commander surge with a generic feature, like you've sort of done, where it's just an extra, doesn't do anything new, it just gives you one more action surge. I would instead say additional fighting style. Maybe. Just because it makes you a more versatile fighter, gives sure. you more options. That's what I would do. Because um, that's also what champion gets at 10th level is the additional sure. fighting style. Uh, again, I just thought for in terms of, of creating more damage output, if you if you want at this point now to... I don't know. That can, seems crazy to me. Once, you can take another... Uh, actions are just basically just one... And now I can, like, at 10th level make, you know, what? At 11th level, I'll be able to make nine attacks in one turn. All of them doing an extra d6, so that's an extra nine. Not an extra, only once per turn. Oh, once per turn. Okay, so I'm doing but now. Maybe we've what? scaled that. One of them gets 90, an extra three. So we'll say, let's say even even only four of these hit. Or that's still four d10 plus one d6 plus four times whatever modifier my thing is. It eleventh level. But I've burnt all my action surges now. Sure, that's your big. Th I mean, to me, that feels like maybe someone who's specialized in, in now making so many attacks. 
I mean, I, look, fighters get that feature at 18th, well, like a third or whatever, second action surge at 18th level already, you know? Yeah, or I just 15th thought level you'd or pick it up it one, extra, one more action surge than the average To me, fighter. that feels as a, like a DM, I'd, I'd start pulling my hair out and being like, well, I don't know, that seems kind of like All a right, lot. Forget it then. But we I think will... it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. I, I was just, again, I, I was Given just... that you already have it, it makes sense that you'd expand on it, right? But... Um, I was just trying to find something maybe mm. to put in here that maybe you get a tenth, or maybe we spread these things back out a little bit. Um, at tenth level, what are you doing? My inspiring surge turns to commander surge, which kind of becomes like your thing a little bit, improving also or building upon master of tactics. Where at tenth level, you can use your action surge to inspire, choose up to two allies in sixty feet of you that can see your ensign or hear you. Those creatures can immediately make uh, immediately make one melee or ranged weapon attack and move up to half its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. No reaction needed. It just, whenever you use your action surge, they, burning nothing, can immediately make an attack and move up to half their speed. Yeah. No provoking opportunity, uh, opportunity attacks. That's a toughy, tough phrase. Provoking opportunity attacks to say <laughs> fast. <laughs> but, yeah, essentially that means on your turn, you, like... Bonus action, help a friend, action, attack, allowing, you know, you make one attack, sure. they make the attack well, with advantage. that was the other thing. And then you action surge, they right. can make another, like, attack, and so someone else can move as well. That was the thing well, I was scaling as well. Suddenly everything's moving. At third level, you you got, already got one person to be able to move half the thing and do that. I didn't have the not provoke opportunity attacks thing in there, um, but that could be. I mean, it, so hard. it's not only on the and offense, I, it's and then also at the rest seventh, of the seventh, then bit. you could have two that could do it, and then now at tenth, you could have three. It's only letting you have one at this point normally and then two yeah. at 18th i sort of feel again like maybe i'm we're overpowering this but moving people around on the board and getting them to be able to to make extra attacks um that feels like this is what the subclass is supposed to do to me yeah like that feels like i don't care about doing extra damage my point well, is to make gonna, everyone else do extra yeah damage. well this is just it maybe 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 you're absolutely right my ability my own ability to do have action surge doesn't really matter um and maybe maybe all I knew is need that maybe the occasional one extra D six is enough to make me feel as a player that I'm not you know, that I'm not Do terrible. Any other subclasses, at. I mean, besides the Rune Knight, I don't think champion I think they just gain better get, criticals. Yeah, but their crits are like they're critting fifteen percent of the time by the no, time well, they get to eighteenth level. Wars of War eighteenth level, we're talking about tenth level right now. Yeah, Who gets to eighteenth level? Nobody. Speaking of, well, we'll get to 18th level in a minute. I like we've both had similar ideas. I think you've replaced it with an extra action surge. Well, I've I was, done and it maybe, and now that we've talked better. through it, I'm actually against the action surge. Just Do you too think much. just an additional fighting style, too maybe? Much. Well, I'm with keep, all the other well, scaling stuff. Is, I kept, I'm keep handing out, and I maybe I'm, I'm crazy at this idea. The these extra second wins. Um, maybe there's way too many of them now. Um, maybe you don't get the extra one at third. Maybe you just pick up a an extra one then at seven and an extra one at 10 and an extra one at 15. That would still give you four of them by the time you're at 15th level, which would be pretty huge. Sure. And um, this is in addition to all your extra stuff that you're And each time there. you pick up an additional one, I'm saying you get to move, you get one other person who can move. So by 15th level... One additional level, person who can move? Yeah, so at 15th level, you could have three, four, um, four of your allies right. all moving and that it, feels like it's going to be a, a yeah, kind of a lengthy term and suddenly the action economy feels kind of out of insane broken. plus everyone's getting temporary hit points well, they're and all superheroes they're all superheroes for that point in them on their own right anyway but still this what are you fighting a trask I, I mean come on i mean i like the idea it really certainly builds on that concept but to me feels like suddenly on your turn the whole party gets a turn you yeah, know i think you're right we're breaking that we're breaking this completely 
where I've, the way I'm doing it, Master of Tactics, you forgo your own attack to let someone else make it, or when you expend your action of, surge, your I precious know. action surge, two people can make Which attack is and Actually, move. if you look at how the rules are set up right now, most of the time, if you're going to get somebody else to be able to use their turn and action, it's that you you're burning something. You're possibly burning both action and bonus action sure, to do so. Sure, I mean, battle, I, I made the almost Master all of Tactics the rules, a little better than Battle Almost Master. all the rules look like that these days. You and I are like definitely going beyond that with this, and, and hence probably still need to to drag this back sure uh, well i further, mean but. my idea is it's just it doesn't cost your whole action bonus action because hopefully you've used your bonus yeah. action to help someone and, I, but, and so this is i think you know for you listening at home and you're trying to think about how am i building or how these guys doing it and sort of the thought process that we go through on this mm. is it's fun to sort of come up with creative ideas to how would you bolster somebody and how to do it in a way that seems to make sense for this and you can see how we've both sort of tapped into what is this this class, subclass all about that none of the other ones really are and there's just a leadership factor here and getting others involved in it and then comes sort of the fine tuning of like well how much of that do we need i've gone we very need, limited i think we need i think we need more than is in the class currently i think everybody's Absolutely. frustration with it at this point is is that you've gotten pretty much nothing it's tied to you. things like second wind which you only get one of so sure. it's like, i think eh. i i've almost completely separated everything besides the last two which i just sort of kept because i feel at that point no one really cares if they're linked and you've had enough experience with these anyways that it's not super limited or that that's all you have at lower levels because at lower levels if you tie your main subclass features into your class features suddenly all you have is your like class features you know and then once you're out of those you're done you know that's your subclass as well so diversifying what your subclass gives you and your class gives you at lower levels is important but at higher levels can start to merge i feel a little bit more at least that's what I've seen in theory. Yeah, I mean, the Bulwark one's kind of a bit boring. I've basically. changed it a little bit. I've made it similar, but I've changed it a little bit. Uh, mine, it becomes Royal Bulwark. You know, I want to... Bulwark, why is it just called Bulwark? Give it a, a adjective. All abilities need to have an adjective noun. That's the name structure. If it, No, I'm kidding. At 15th level, whenever you use Indomitable to reroll a save, you can choose any number of allies within 60 feet of you that can see your end sign uh, that also fail at saving throw. I think end sign or hear you. That also failed saving throw against the same effect. Provided you aren't incapacitated, the affected creatures can immediately re-roll its save and must use a new, uh, new roll. Same. Additionally, whenever you take the help action on your turn while in combat, you can regain a number of hit points equal to your proficiency bonus. What do you think about that? That's the crazy one. Whenever you help someone, you gain and back were, two, were three, we, four hit points. Were we still doing bonus action help? Yep. As a bonus action, every turn you can get back four or five hit points when you're helping others. You know that's that's not crazy because at 15th level, four hit points are not significant. Um, and remember, this typically if you're going to get hit, this is an infinite healing item. If you get hit while in combat, you're going to be taking 20, easily. 30 points at 15th level, maybe higher. Easily. Um, this maybe is like slowly you go into the back ranks helping others, and while you're doing that, you're recuperating sure. as well. If you spend a couple turns doing this that maybe get you back enough hit points that and again maybe depending how we use our action surge if we got more action or not action, i'm sorry if we got more second wins like well, I this was is to not say more second wins this is instead of I'm getting saying, extra second i'm just wins, saying that there's a combination of things you, you can be doing here mm. helping or taking your second win to let other people attack more or you're helping to give them bonus action theoretically yeah you advantage, could essentially or, on your turn if you want to go full recovery mode go action help someone bonus action second wind myself action surge suddenly two other people attack help again yeah you know and that way i've healed 10 
maybe hopefully at this point it's is what's second wind d10 plus your fighter level oh so we've recovered 25 plus 1d10 hit points say on average maybe that's like 30 hit points we've just gotten so back. yeah you just with our re- big turn we've just burnt everything you just regenerated that last hit you took yeah i regenerated my whole turn and i've let two friends attack yeah that's pretty cool with advantage and, and hopefully with advantage yeah so i took help exactly boom that feels very nightly to me and that's full recovery mode as well yeah that's like a most the most without even you attacking you've let two other people attack and you've given them advantage, and you've healed thirty hit points. Feels and pretty cool to me. If, if I, like I said, I think if we if we give them a little bit more in the way of second wind, that becomes a very special subclass. Uh, again, well, I, I suppose my comment on that would be that why why do I need the second wind? I already have all this cool healing and other stuff. Yeah, really. Suppose if we do and it, the temporary hit points, we rejig the attacks so that they're off the help action instead of. Well, I do it off of the whenever you attack, whenever you, you can forgo one of your own to let someone else. So you're gonna get extra attacks anyways. As a fighter, who cares? You, you've probably got three attacks. Yeah, you said at this we're point. taking the help action as our action. As our bonus action. Well, we're, this no, is full recovery saying, mode. We're oh, going double help. I mean, I'm saying we have bonus action help already. You bonus action help someone. You've gotten hit points back, and then now that they have advantage, you action attack. You make two, two, two pot shots with your bow from afar after helping them again. Hit strike it, as they are right next to that enemy attack as well. You know. And suddenly, boom, you're, they've got advantage. You're already making lots of attacks as well. You've got extra temporary hit points, you know, advantage on certain saving throws against being frightened. And you can help them re-roll saving throws. And you've got expertise in persuasion. You, I mean, you've got all sorts of things now, you know, that really help. Mm. Well, folks, I... Well, uh, we haven't even gotten oh, to 18th level. This is the final, final, final uh, bit. Well, there isn't an 18th level. There, Well, they don't because it just scales. But all fighter subclasses have an 18th level. This is another big failing of the subclass. doesn't even give them a capstone. Isn't that ridiculous? don't even get a capstone. What are we, clerics? What was your capstone? My capstar is, uh, capstone is Avatar of Knighthood. You're getting an 18th level. Let's just make you cool. You become an exemplar of courage and leadership emblem... Uh, emblematic of a knight your charisma and constitution scores both increase by two to a maximum of 22 and you can't be charmed frightened or possessed that sounds great additionally <laughs> at the start of each of your turns in combat or during a short or long rest you can target an ally within 30 feet of you afflicted with an effect causing you to be charmed deafened frightened grappled incapacitated paralyzed poisoned possessed restrained or stunned provided that creature can we see your end out incapacitated but. okay well all other stuff builds on incapacitated anyways well i'm just saying if they, they you can't leadership somebody out of being unconscious did I say unconscious? All right. Well, incapacitated often is. No, unconscious is unconscious. Incapacitate yeah. is completely different. Provided that creature can see your end sign, it can immediately repeat its saving throw against the effect, if any, ending the effect early on a successful save. The creature can make the saving throw with advantage if you are within five feet of it. So, essentially, every turn in combat, you can allow people to reroll. Maybe I cut that one, but I thought it was kind of like ultimate support mode. Every turn, people are like, come on, get over it, you know? You got this, you know, help them re-roll the save on almost all effects. Of course, not unconscious. You can't wake someone out of being unconscious. But Yeah, well this I'm also like the like yeah, maybe incapacitated is But a then bit far you have well, to also cut stunned and paralyzed cuz both those are both also incapacitated, all right, forget you know. It. You can keep that in then, it's fine. Um, as long as they can somehow see or hear you. Yeah, they have to be able to provide the creature can see or end sign or hear you. I'll put or hear you. It can immediately yeah, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still dead against the enzyme thing, but... Uh, well, this is why there's the alternative of hearing you as well. Yeah. Uh, but and that's also why there isn't blinded here, uh, you'll note. But whatever. 
that is essentially our two different versions of fixing the um trying the to make it more more Throwing of what it was i think kind set out of, to be to help other people make more attacks to which also fills a, a big gap and in royal and in what's in the fighter class sure. we don't have anything else in there that that does that, this yeah. i mean there's a little bit of it in, in battlemaster but it's not very good and you mm. kind of run out of it quite quickly if you can do this every turn trust me every party is going to love that you're playing a banneret yeah because you're letting like way different from a paladin who's got all their lay on hands which is kind of why I didn't want to give and people divine sort of points and, and divine smites and auras and spells. And, and so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's why my also, idea uh, of trying yeah. to add in more damage to them again sort of kind of betrays the build idea that we I just mean, sort it's of possible, but yeah, that we just that's, sort of stick my back idea to. is that that comes in when you share your fighting style. <laughs> yeah, well, we both. I think maybe there was a little part of us there that was still trying to increase damage output a little bit. Sure. But maybe the damage output, like I said, on the end of the day, by giving this subclass the ability to get more more and better attacks out of the rest of the party mm. that that in fact has increased the damage output per round not because the knight themselves is doing extra super amounts but because they just encourage everybody around them to be increasing and i think in role play sense and at the table having a player there who's making you know, me, like somebody across the table who's playing this uh, banneret, making my attacks a little bit easier, maybe with a D4, maybe giving me the bonus of, uh, you know, help so I get advantage on that. Holy cow, am I super excited now that he's or she's mm. um, or they are, are, you know, leading us into battle. Mm -mm, exactly. I mean, Ensign, I imagine, I mean, we think of that classic high up banner which may not be your thing it could be a crown it could be a cloak it could be a cape it could be runes uh, yeah. on your weapon should we just call it a symbol of leadership of some sort then the ensign is a symbol sure. of leadership uh, symbol yeah. of of symbol of the banneret i don't know symbol of yeah uh, the banneret's leadership somehow sure. it's, uh and that you know it can be it could be as, as obvious as a banner what if we even use the word knight a, knightly symbol or something like that yeah or something um and yeah Symbol it, of it, does knighthood? Seem to me, it does seem to me that that the that being able to hear the leadership commands and things of this character is as good as being able to see said symbol sure that it's their charisma well that's why on every single ability that uses see your ensign or hear you yeah. you know both yeah. work you're underwater maybe seeing your ensign is probably better you know if you're, everyone's if deafened you're in darkness in darkness well then hearing you is probably better which is why you pick the fighting style blind fighting and when you use your rallying feature give everyone blind fighting <laughs> um yeah i think we just broke the game <laughs> uh all right, right thank I'm, you for I'm... joining us everybody yes uh join us again uh next time when we uh once again argue about the finer details when we fix Dungeon tempest to me no, i'm <laughs> kidding <laughs> have a great week everybody all right see you everyone bye-bye